Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Our text today is going to be taken again from the book of Deuteronomy as we continue through our sermon series, Life in Christ. You may be seated. We begin with the word of prayer. Father in heaven, we give you thanks that you have gathered us here to hear your word and worship and to be formed and shaped by it. We thank you, God, that you have revealed your will to us on the pages of Holy Scripture, and we pray, Lord, that you would guide us into those scriptures so we may learn to love you more as we learn more about your will and what you have done for us. And now, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You guys remember this painting from last year? Can you guys put the painting up there on the wall? You guys remember this from last year? Uh, when we started introducing this business of hear, learn, and care around here at CLC, we used this painting to help us think about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. This is a Van Gogh painting uh, called Olive Trees. And what we said is this painting uh, reminded us, at least I said this, this painting reminded me of Psalm chapter 1. In Psalm chapter 1, which we read earlier this morning, but we remember it says that disciples are those people who have been planted by streams of living water, like trees planted by streams of living water. And as the water, which is the word of God, flows into those trees, they grow strong roots when they hear the word of God. They grow strong and tall as they learn God's word together in Bible study, and then they bear much fruit to care for those around them. And I thought, boy, this painting is perfect. I mean, this works fantastically. The painting and the scriptures work ideally together. And I'm going to be honest with you, I was very proud of myself over this sermon illustration that ran through that whole series. Until one Sunday, a dear brother in Christ came up to me after the series was pretty much over and said, if you were wrong about your interpretation of art, would you want to know? Well, I said, yeah, I don't want to look stupid in front of you. And he said, well, too late for that. But he said, uh, <laughs> I said, sure, what, what's wrong? Tell me, what am I getting wrong? He goes, that, those, that water you see in that painting, you see that? It's not water. Those are shadows. I said, no, it's not. That's water. He said, no, it's shadows from the sun shooting off of the trees. And we had a whole discussion about it, and I didn't believe him even after this. And so I called my friend, who is an uh, art teacher up at Concordia University in Irvine, and she's like, oh yeah, absolutely shadows. <laughs> uh, and so I was completely wrong about this painting. Much to my chagrin, a few weeks later, I was talking to the dear president of our congregation, who will remain nameless, Jeff, and he says, Ted, look at this. I was totally wrong about this painting. And Jeff's response, he said, oh yeah, pastor, we all knew it. We just didn't want to make you feel bad. Well, thank you for that. I don't feel bad at all. This is great. Turns out those are shadows. That's not water at all. I was wrong about this, and I needed somebody to come along and tell me about it. And I think it's kind of a funny illustration, but I also think it's going to be very helpful for us. This little story is actually going to be helpful for us today as we think about why it's so important for us to be learning the word of God together. Now, we're going to come back to that story a little bit later on, so hold on to it in the back of your head. Uh, but I do think it's going to be helpful for us to, help, to, to think through this importance of learning, that disciples are those who learn God's word in Bible study. Now, if you weren't with us last week or the week before, you may not know, but we are going through a series right now where we're talking about really the ministry here at Community Lutheran Church. 
What shapes our activity in this place? What shapes our teaching in this place? How are we living and moving and having our being here at Community Lutheran Church? And last week we said it is our belief that we have a God in heaven who is not silent, but speaks to us. Not sort of in the internal recesses of our heart, but he speaks to us by means of his word. And when we gather for worship, we hear God's word and worship. And that word begins to form and shape our faith. It forms and shapes our lives. It teaches us that we are sinners in desperate need of a Savior, but then that word delivers that Savior to us as we receive the forgiveness of our sins and the preaching of the word. That word, then, is not just something that we hear on Sunday, but it's a word that's actually been scriptured for us, has been written down on pages for us to gather together and study together. And so today we're going to be talking about the second aspect of discipleship. Disciples hear God's word and worship, and then they learn God's word in Bible study. And so today we're going to talk about how important it is for us to be studying the word of God together so we can grow deeper in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And then next week what we'll do is we'll talk about how disciples are caring for everybody that God gives them. But that's next week. This week we're focusing on the learning. Now, if you did not know this already, you need to understand a few things about our church. We have what people would call a very high view of Scripture. That is, we believe, we teach, and we confess that the Bible, that is both the Old Testament and the New Testament, all 66 books contained inside of those Scriptures, are the Word of God. It is what God says. The Bible is what God says, and what God says is in the Bible. If you want to know God's will, he's not sitting out uh, on a mountain somewhere in the middle of uh, the Asian wilderness, and you don't have to go climb that mountain and find this guru to have sort of spiritual enlightenment. If you want enlightenment, open the book. God has sent his word to you to read, to mark, to learn, to inwardly digest, as the old liturgies used to say. He sent the message to us. He has sent us apostles and prophets who wrote down his word for us in this book, and we then are called to learn it, to study it. We do this together in our church. This is the word of God. And it's very important for us, because we're plagued with questions in this life. We want to know about who God is. We want to know what God's will is for our lives. We want to know how God would have us carry out our lives. If you want to know how God wants you to live, open the Bible, and there you'll find things like the Ten Commandments or other laws or, or, or instructions that guide you in how you should live. And when you read these laws or these rules or these instructions, what you'll find is they do two things for you. They show you how God wants you to live, but then also they convict you. They help you recognize your sin. They'll show you how God wants you to live and then help you see that you're not actually living up to his standards. That in fact, not only are you falling short, but you are rebelling against his standards. And so they expose us as sinners. But of course, as you study this book, you realize they don't leave you there in your sin. It doesn't leave you there in your sins, but then it delivers to you Jesus Christ. The one who came and took your sins upon himself, who carried them to the cross and died for them so that you, the reader of that book, will be forgiven. And as you read this book, you receive not only conviction, you receive forgiveness of your sins through Jesus Christ. As you study this book, you realize that it gives you a God who has created you, who has redeemed you, and who sanctifies you by means of his word. This book teaches you how to speak 
to God, how to pray to him. It gives you prayers like the Lord's Prayer or the Psalms that teach you how to, to pray to God. It shows you how God continues to work in your life by means of his word, by means of his sacraments, and then it teaches you who your neighbors are and how you ought to love them. This book gives us everything we need to know about God and about salvation. God gives us his word because he wants to speak. He wants to speak. From the scriptures we learn, after all, that he is a God who loves us, who has given his son to die for our salvation. He has given us the promise of eternal life, and we won't have any hope in this, and we won't have any faith in this apart from this word. We would not know of these things apart from the scripture. So God speaks to us, and we learn from him in his word. This is where the Holy Spirit is at work. Then what happens as we study this word, as we get into this word, what begins to happen to us is it begins uh, to form a community of people. The, the church gathers together around this word, and the church is then formed and shaped by this word, and the church is then given to teach this word to each other. This is a word that we are to speak to one another. It begins to guide our language. It begins to guide our activities in the lives of one another. This scripture teaches us how to speak, so it is our job and our responsibility as brothers and sisters in Christ and the family of God to be speaking this word to each other, to be teaching this word to each other, to make sure our lives in this church are saturated in this word. We then take this word into our homes and we read it together with our families and we study it together uh, with one another there. And the scriptures begin to saturate our lives. This is exactly what God willed for his people of Israel, and he wills for us even now. Go back to Deuteronomy again and listen to these words. Moses said, All these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you ride. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gate. Our lives are to be saturated in the Word of God. We are to build our lives, as Jesus said in the Gospel reading today, on the firm foundation of God's Word. This is why He gives us the Scriptures. And He knows we need these Scriptures. We've said this now for, for two weeks, uh, and so we're going to say it again for a third week. Jesus knows we need these Scriptures, we need this Word, because our hearts are so prone to wander away from Him. Our hearts are so prone to listen to the other messages that are around us in society, all the other voices saying so many things that counter the word of God. Again, the devil is a very active being in this world, and he wants nothing more than for you to begin to doubt Jesus and to turn from Jesus, and so he will attack you. And believe me, he's been at this game a lot longer than you've been around. So he knows how to get at you. He knows what's going to tempt you, so Jesus gives you his word as a weapon to fight off the devil, to prevent him from getting a stranglehold on you. See, this is what we have to realize. Jesus gives this word to us, and we can't trust any other word, whether it's outside of us with the lies of the devil or the world, or whether it's inside of us. We can't even trust our own hearts. We talked about this two weeks ago. It's from within our hearts that come all kinds of sins and misunderstandings. In fact, it's from within our hearts that we have to realize this about ourselves. That our hearts, generally speaking, when it comes to issues of life and salvation, are selfish and wrong. And they need correction. They need replacement, quite frankly. 
Our hearts continue to wander after the wrong things. And if we don't begin to understand that by nature we are wrong about God and we are wrong about salvation, we will not understand why we need God to speak to us in his word. So Paul writes to Timothy, as we heard today in 2 Timothy, that we need the scripture to make us wise to salvation because we don't know about it apart from the word and we need it to train us in our lives. This is what he says. The scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. We need the scriptures to show us to Jesus when we are wandering in a different direction, to teach us the truth about God against the world's lies, to reprove us in our sins. And that's the hard one. That's sometimes why I think we don't like reading this thing. It needs to reprove us in our sins, to correct our sinful ways of thinking, and to train us for living as God's chosen people. We need the scriptures to clarify this world, to turn the lights on in the dark, to open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. This is why I think this little encounter in the doorway out here about this piece of art is a very good illustration for us this morning. Because that brother in Christ who called me out and said, your reading of that uh, painting, your interpretation, I should say, of that painting is wrong, in that moment, uh, he was functioning basically as the Bible function. He was showing me where I was wrong. He was helping me to see things clearly. He was helping me to see things the right way. This is exactly what the scriptures do. They show us where we're misunderstanding. They show us where we're sinning. They show us where we're wrong. And they help us to see things the way God wants us to see them. They help us to see the world the way God wants us to see it. They help us to trust God the way he wants us to trust him. This is why we think it's so important for you at CLC to be in a Bible study. So yeah, be reading through this thing every day. And if you're not doing it already, I highly recommend for you to simply pick it up. Read one psalm a day. Read for five minutes. Start studying your Bible by yourself. And if it starts raising questions for you, email me or call me. We'll talk about it. But we also think it's very important for you to understand that you should be in a Bible study as well. And we've got a lot of opportunities for this as well. We've got the community groups, which started this week. And I, from what I, again, from what I hear, they were a great blessing to many of you. We found that we don't have enough community groups, and so we're going to have to start adding more in the future. That's a, that's a wonderful problem to have, quite frankly. But we've got other Bible study opportunities as well. We've got Bible study here on Wednesdays. We've got uh, Bible study on Saturday mornings for, some, for the men. Uh, we've got Bible studies in San Marcos, Tuesday night for the women, Wednesday night for the men. We've got a lot of opportunities for you around here to be studying God's Word with us. Because here's the other thing you have to remember. These are not 66 letters that God wrote to you as a private note. But these are 66 books that God has given to his church that we are to read together, that we are to learn together, that we are to be studying together so that we grow in our faith with one another. This is for us as a community to feast upon. We gather around the scriptures as around the meal and we read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest this meal. So, we want you to be in the word. We want to help you be in the word because you need to know the truth of what this says this book tells you what god's will is for you it tells you who god is and it tells you the truth about yourself that you are a sinner in need of a savior but then it tells you this even greater truth that you have that savior in jesus christ 
that he died for you, that he rose for you, and he declares you to be forgiven. You have a God who loves you. You have a God who has made you his beloved disciple through the blood of Jesus Christ. You want to learn more about that? Then join us here at Community. We learn God's word together and study. We pray. Father, we pray that you would give us a hunger for your word. You would teach us to delight in your word. We pray that this word would become a joy to us. Lord, there are so many things in this world that want to distract us from your will. And so, Lord, we pray that this word would drive the distractions away. It would help us to see things clearly the way that you would have us see them. Be with us this day, Lord, and guide us into your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Having heard the word of our 